This is a HeadGum Original. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Beyond the farthest reaches of the imagination and deep within the human heart. Here, in a time when the world was young, in what is known as the Third Age of Middle-earth, a tale is told of deeds and beings, a tale of a day when a great shadow will fall across the earth, and ancient sorcerers will lock in mortal combat with the phantoms of the night. Then will the raging War of the Rings draw the blood of heroes, and the final destiny of all mankind will be written. Then will mortal men with dwarf lords and elven princes come to stand together in a single noble army and thunder against all the hosts of darkness at the very gates of doom. This is the legend of Middle-earth as it is written in the hearts of men. It is a world more real than any other. Haunting, forbidden world where innocence can't overcome evil and a single dream is more powerful than a thousand realities. This is the magnificent gift that J.R.R. Tolkien left to the human heart and that fantasy films now brings to the screen. The vision beyond imagination. The Lord of the Rings. So we're here. It's the 11th episode. <laughs> I'm Nicole Meyer. I'm Lauren Lapkus. Um, this is Newcomers. <laughs> this is our, hey, I should say it's our 11th episode. Isn't that Yes, our something? 11th. <laughs> <laughs> um, of our second season. So we're working through Lord of the Rings, everything ever made related yep. to that. And by the way, yep. I bet you many people out there have not gone as far as we have, even if they're big fans. This is some real deep dive. Yes. Yes. We've watched all of the movies. We've watched the Lord of the Rings movies. We watched the Hobbit trilogies. We watched the Tolkien biopic, which mm-hmm. I bet you never saw. And then we watched the 1977 animated yep. Hobbit, 
We did fan fiction. We've done memes. We've gone deep. And we now are going to go even deeper Mm -hmm. somehow, which I didn't even know was a thing. Who knew? Who knew (laughs) that Lord of the Rings was this deep? I didn't know. I didn't know. And today we are continuing our adventure through the land of deep cuts with um, (laughs) the older animated films. I thought there was just that one because everyone was like, you have to watch the one. And then you have to watch that one (laughs) Hobbit. And then we watched it. We were like, okay. And then they were like, oh, there's more. (laughs) This we watched the Lord of the Rings 1978 animated film, which you can rent on Amazon or YouTube. And I just have to say we need to tell everyone what happened because Yes. Last night at 11 o'clock, I was literally going to go to bed and suddenly it just struck me that I had to watch this movie and I totally forgot. Yes. And thank God you said something because I fully forgot. I was watching House Hunters, having the time of my life. I had watched TV all night. I watched Dancing with the Stars. I, I was doing all sorts of shit. And then I remembered and I was like, no. And then I looked it up and it was two hours and 15 minutes. And I was mm-hmm. like, now I had to stay up late. I was about to go to sleep <laughs> and you had forgotten. And we both were freaking out and we both watched it. Okay. See, this is yeah. where, this is how this really shows you something. And this is like, cause I think we really deserve some props for this because we could have mm-hmm. faked it. We yes. could have said we saw it and we didn't see it. Yes. We watched it. And I told you I was going to (laughs) watch 10 minutes of the beginning, 10 minutes of the middle and 10 minutes of the end. And I said, I won't tell anyone. (laughs) But I woke up pretty fucking early Mm -hmm. and watched this whole fucking movie. Yeah. So and I I stayed up late (laughs) watching it. And, you know, I think we were both a little surprised by how we sort of didn't hate it as much as we thought we would. Yeah, I I actually kind of liked it. (laughs) There were I I didn't want to admit it to myself, but there were parts during it where I was like, this is kind of soothing and kind of good. Like, I don't know, but there were other parts that I really hated, but I, we have to introduce our guest because I really need to know what she thinks of this and let's just get into it. So our guest today is Michelle Collins. Michelle is a comedian. She's a talk show host. You know her from the, she hosted the Michelle Collins show on Sirius XM. She hosts it currently. I don't mean mm-hmm, to put in the past mm-hmm. tense. It's like, do I need to find No, I out? read it wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, did I get fired? Uh. You also host your podcast, Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins, which I listen to every week. So welcome, Michelle. Oh my God. I was biting my fist because I was dying to talk. I was like listening to everything you guys were saying. And I have, <laughs> I'm, I'm at once flattered and yet so hurt that you brought me on for this week. For this <laughs> I'm so sorry. Particular film. Hi girls. Thanks for having me. Hi, hi, oh my hi. God. We're so excited. Well, like even last night I was like, Oh, but you know, Michelle has to watch it. And that was yes. part of what made me feel like we yes. had to do it because we were like, this is not fair to assign this to somebody and then not do it. <laughs> Are you a Lord of the Rings fan, Michelle? I'm glad you asked. Here's how I feel about Lord of the Rings. I loved the Fellowship of the Ring. The very first Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite movies ever. Just that first one. Love. Wow. Are you surprised by that? I I loved it. I am so surprised by that. Just like given all the stuff that you're into in general, I do feel like this is a random move. Do you feel like that? Yeah. I would agree with that. For me, I liked the ring wraiths. I've decided we're kind of hot. I liked the <laughs> orcs. I liked their like mud backstory was kind of funny. Oh. <laughs> they were scary. Like, and they were born out of the mud. I was like, mm, ha <laughs> And it really was like, I'm also very tall. I love Treebeard. I loved Gandalf. Like as a giant, 
who's all, has very small friends. It made me laugh. I just really thought it was good and exciting. And then I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't dislike, but I didn't love parts two and three. Cause they were a little too CGI for me. Like when things, mm, that's my complaint too. Yeah. That then I, it loses me a little bit, but I know the first one very well. So the, the animated film, which you forced <laughs> me to watch to be here <laughs> did have very familiar moments for me. But um, I'm glad I did watch because I almost was going to fake it with you two. How, what if we yeah. all tried to fake it? What if it? we all were faking it? <laughs> Imagine the three of us are just like, yeah. Uh-huh. And that part. Wait, what part did you like? Okay, wait. Um, yeah, I like that part too, but like, <laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs> Weird. I feel like I must have spaced out. What was that? Um, oh, my God. Well, no. Yeah. Wait, have you read any of the books? Fuck no. <laughs> I haven't read any of the books haven't um and i those are the only three things i've seen haven't seen the hobbit haven't seen the other hobbity stuff like i mm-hmm. just that first one really spoke to me i will say so i do okay. like lord of the rings what did yeah. you like grow up watching like what was your like what were your top shows or movies well in this world of like sci-fi kind of things like i loved he-man when i was little the cartoon okay. Was uh, but I also loved like Pee Wee. You know, I loved like yes. weird stuff. I was a very eighties kid, so mm-hmm. Punky Brewster, um, all those sitcoms, Silver Spoons. I loved, you know, Amen. I mean, these I mean, we're talking about when I was little, little the things that I watched. Yeah, I was like a little adult. I didn't have a lot of friends. Is that what you want to know? We can get right into it. <laughs> That's what we were getting at. We wanted to know how many friends you had growing up. Wait, Michelle, you said you liked yeah. Lord of the Rings because. You're a tall girl and the tall, short people. Have you seen Tall Girl on Netflix? I don't know if that's the name of that movie. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. It I is. watched that. It is. Did you love it? I watched like the first 30 minutes. You know what annoyed me about it? So many people DM'd me being like, <laughs> you have to watch Tall Girl. <laughs> that it made me immediately hate it. You'll finally feel understood. But I watched <laughs> it. I truly watched it. And I was like, they are shooting this like she's 20 feet tall. <laughs> yes. She was Peter literally. Peter Jackson po- directed it. <laughs> it was all perspective they were like yeah. so far away and had people like way behind her i don't know it was so weird i i truly was like she's not even tall but they put her in like a small desk and stuff it, it was just like it was weird it was weird and she was like a model so it's you know if you're gonna yeah, make a movie she was about like a tall beautiful. girl yeah make it about like someone who's not like a size zero or blonde like ava braun make it about totally. someone who's a little bit different mm-hmm. but then there was a reality show in tlc about tall women i don't know i, I watched that, that i, watched I that. remember that i've seen clips yeah my giant life that was the name of it i mean offensive yes mm-hmm. i watched that oh my god that was good though <laughs> it was Honestly, fascinating. anything on tlc is perfect oh my god no, I, I agree know. did you guys watch um that that documentary about or the episode about that woman who's an actress who's really small and she was on american horror story no. Oh, it was I so interesting. It. She came to America and they did one episode about her. And I want to say it was called like tiniest woman or, you know, they mm-hmm. always name it something really extreme, but she's like possibly the smallest woman in the world. I think it was truly. <gasps> um, and Ooh, she's, she's no, she's so sweet and she's like a, a great actor and she's really, um, she, it was just like, they followed her trip to come to America where she was, uh, staying with her manager who was like taking her around. And then she, they set her up on a, on a like day date with the tallest woman ever or something. Okay. Funny. <laughs> Funny. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm fully in now. So they were like hanging out. Like, um, it's hard for me to find clothes. And she was like, me too. And they were like, you know, going shopping together. And it was just, they had to make it happen. I've been trolled by a network before, um, (laughs) except it ended up being like one of the best experiences of my life. But it reminded me a little bit of Lord of the Rings because 
I was asked to host and I did host the after show for Little Women LA on um, Lifetime. Oh boy. It is, is it Lifetime or TLC? It was a long, it's, I think it was I think Lifetime. Lifetime. And yeah. I watched Little Women Atlanta for a hot second. It is funny. It's honestly the best. It's such a funny show. Those girls are so much fun. But I remember thinking, is this like some sort of joke? Because I'm six foot one. These are little people. <laughs> and you're going to have us sitting next to each other on a sofa. Like, unless literally it's Peter direct. How are you going to do it? And it was mm-hmm. the same kind of tricks used with Bilbo and um, Gandalf, <laughs> where like my seat was bigger Mm. And lower to the ground. <laughs> and their couch was like higher with a hard seat. Like, and so when you watched it, it wasn't as obvious. Cause like when we stood next to each other, it was like shack and hoops, you know, yeah. but not as obvious when, um, when we were doing the show and I had honestly the best time doing it, but it, it I do know a little bit about camera trickery to yeah. make someone look massive, tiny, et cetera. It's fascinating. Yes. It was fun. Do you have any exciting things like that coming up? Um, just I'm just curious if you're going to be like, you know, taking over for Sean Robinson or something. Yeah. Are you? Um, that's a hilarious question. No, I. Um, you did the wrap up show for before yeah. the 90 days. But that was different than the tell all right. Or is that the same thing? I'd never done the reunions. That was more oh, was like reunion. a little fun yeah. fan, like for fans, you know, who love the uh. show. And then the fans. Um, wholly hated me so much. But I don't think they like anybody. <laughs> well, I don't like, think you they're can... the nicest crowd. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> I've gone to therapy about it. I've, I've healed, mm-hmm. but, um, what am I doing? Um, you know, I'm going to London next week. You I'm are. Okay. No, because we were talking when I did your show with Gabrus, you were saying you wanted to go, but then you couldn't or something. I, assuming the flight takes off and I have voted for those wondering, uh, but assuming the flight takes off going for a couple months for work, for life, there's a few things going on there. I just want to see what happens. So I'm, Oh my God, I'm okay. excited for you. That's exciting. Thank you. I'm hazmatting. It sounds like a romance might be brewing. Ooh, well, Lauren, if? I don't like to talk about my personal life on Lord of the Rings podcasts. You know, <laughs> it's just a little too on the nose for me, Lauren and Nicole. But, <laughs> but yeah, I have nothing. I mean, it's so hard. Doug. You guys know it's hard to like find jobs now in what we do. It's crazy. It very strange. It's I mean, it's unprecedented time. It truly is. I mean. <laughs> The weirdest opportunities arise through this, I think, because yeah. they're like, okay, we need something on Zoom. I don't know. It's weird. But um, I've had friends who did stand up like on Zoom for like a corporate show and they get paid like a good amount, like like a mm-hmm. good set, like and just do wow. 15 minutes on some like corporate Zoom. I don't know whose company is doing this, but it's very interesting. Oh, my God. Jeffrey Tubin. I'm trying to think of something funny. Anyway. Oh, my God. Um, that story. Yeah. Why can't Wait, even, is this the story of the CNN anchor who was masturbating on Zoom? I thought he worked for the New Yorker. Are those is the same thing? Oh, okay. Maybe he does both. No, you're both right. Truly, have just been hearing tidbits, and I'm like, who masturbates during meetings? Like that's lit. Like even if you thought you muted or fucking stopped your video, that's wild. Do that any other time. It's so purposeful. There's no way you accidentally start doing that when you're on a Zoom. Like even if you're like, I turned my camera off. It's like you're still in the meeting. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> Definitely done on purpose. And then I saw, and I don't know if this is true, but I'll say it cause it made me laugh. Cause at first I thought maybe he was just like jerking it under the desk and the camera mm-hmm. slipped, you know, I was like, how did, how is he doing it? But then I read something to say that he was just like standing in front of the camera masturbating. That's and I was sick. like, now that's funny. <laughs> of course it's so that's crazy, but it's wild. No, it's completely deliberate. sick. But can you imagine if you're in the meeting and you just go, holy shit, what? And then you like can just press record and you're like, 
what's happening? Like, I mean, this is, that'd be the most insane. Like the chat must've been off the wall. Oh, it must've been incredible. <laughs> I was like, did a singular person get like, were they messaging individual people? Was it like a full group chat? Cause like, you know, he wasn't looking to be like, uh, our friend is uh, masturbating. Like it's so nuts. And you know, there's a video, there's has to exist a recording of it. Right. That's the thing. Like Ugh. it's somewhere it's in some HR ladies Dell right now. <laughs> and I want to know. <laughs> But don't you think that then like the other people on the Zoom were going, what the fuck? And like he could hear that. And then he that was part of it. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So weird. Anyway. Anyway, back anyway, to Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Should we I do love our Shire Wire? Let's do our little Shire Wire. This is our news segment. That's- now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really loving that. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Sean Astin, who played Samwise announces Lord of the Rings and Hobbit films are getting a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray release. What does that (laughs) mean? What is 4K? Are they going to be in my living room? What is 4K? He stated in a recent video, I was privileged to play Samwise Gamgee in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and I'm excited today to announce that, why is he announcing it? That Warner (laughs) Brothers will be releasing the Hobbit trilogy and the Lord of the Rings trilogy on 4K UHD on December 1st for the first time. Now, because it's in 4K UHD, you know it's going to be the most incredible home viewing experience possible. Well, he goes on to add, Peter Jackson oversaw the remastering himself. And I can say that working with Peter was an adventure of a lifetime. And the friendships that I made will last forever. (laughs) Enjoy. And we also have a quick update on the rumors about the nudity and sex that may appear in the Amazon series, which we were excited about. Mm -hmm. But disappointing, the probability of nudity and sex in the new adaptation is incredibly low. Who's saying this? The Tolkien estate is overseeing the project and its input will heavily influence the Lord of the Rings direction. The group famously keeps tight control over the original vision of the books and is committed to defending Tolkien's legacy, meaning it's unlikely to embrace nudity and sex in a way that's at all at odds with the source's material style. But can I just say the source material style, but that's not what I wanted to say. Can I just say that the breakdown we got, we saw a casting breakdown Mm -hmm. that was like, you can make up to $500 if you're willing to be nude for Lord of the Rings. And it's like, that implies a lot of people are going to be naked or wandering around naked or like having an orgy or like, you know, like background, like stuff's going to be going on. That's Mm -hmm. what I think. I think you can't put out a casting call like that for like one person. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how these extras are going to be naked. I'm hoping it is an orgy. I hope it's like an orgy and like maybe someone's brain and then Pippin has a song. I would love that. Wait, but Michelle, do you feel like that was something that you wanted more of in the Lord of the Rings movie that you love? Like more Game of Thrones moments, you're saying? Like more sort of wild sex? Just like love, romance, maybe some titties, a swing and dick. Yeah. Swing and Somebody D. like falling into a bed and like... <laughs> yeah. I I always feel like I could always use more of that. I think why Lord of the Rings was sort of, you know... Think about it this way. Yes, if we controlled what sex scenes were in it, I think we would want that. Mm-hmm. But given that it's a movie made for like, it's a lot of guys love it. You know, the the LOTR heads, I feel like are a very specific kind of group. So it doesn't surprise me that there isn't more of it. Not yeah. to stereotype, but I'm saying that it kind of makes sense to me. Um, 
I feel personally, I'm thinking it would be nice. I mean, don't you think that Gandalf has got to be, have just like a massive dick? I mean, it's got to be. Yes. I'm a Gandy girl. I think it's big. I think it's wonderful. I think it's curved the right way. Like I'm Gandy all the way. I'm picturing massive. I'm picturing Gandalf nude standing um, in front of you and he has his (laughs) big wizard hat in front of Mm. where his private parts are (laughs) and we can only assume it fills the whole hat. Yes, I think it fills the entire hat. It must. It must. And honestly, talking about it, I'm about to tube in. I'm about to tube in because it's exciting to hear about. You talk about that Gandalf, that Ian McKellen. I mean, it's wonderful. And then Sauron. Sauron was hot. Not Sauron. Who's the other guy? The mean Saruman? wizard. Who Saruman? kicks the shit out of him? What's his name? Am I Sar- saying it? I think Saruman? it's close to Sauron. It is. It is Saruman. Saruman. He is no, it's, also it's hot. Saruman, yeah. Guys, I was saying it for like five minutes. What'd you say? <laughs> I was saying it a lot. I just want everyone to know that I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want everyone to take a moment right now and acknowledge that Lauren got that right. This is just and kind of And I huge. were like, what is it? It no, was quite funny, actually. It's, to kind watch. Of, it's kind of huge because I feel like even watching this movie that we watched last night, I was like, okay, I know this story. I get it. I know this whole story. But then I still mm-hmm. was like, could I tell you the story? And I was like, I don't know. But then the fact that I just knew that character, I was like, maybe I could. Maybe, maybe I know more could. than I realize. Yeah, maybe you would win at trivia. I would love to see you girls at Lord of the Rings trivia. <laughs> I would. Wait, but you know what you just made me realize, though, which is why I like the first one. And even watching this um, this insane acid trip movie last night, it made me realize <laughs> that first one has the story. I could easily tell you what happens in The Fellowship of the Ring. How they went to the bar and he had the ring and he was crazy. Little cute Elijah Wood. What a stunning, what a just He's so a cute. wrinkle-free, creamy boy. Like he's so <laughs> smooth and marbly. But then you start a movie too and I literally have no fucking clue. I'm like, oh, there's some war. Even yesterday watching it, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is. So that's that's why I feel the way I do. No, it's true. I mean, I think it, it's, it's like I have to start over with my brain every time I like, watch one of these things. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and I've probably mentioned this, but I did see Elijah Wood at a restaurant near my house one time and I really wanted to stare at him so bad. I was like, I can't, I, I did that thing where I just never looked at him, even though I was so yes. curious, but I was like, hmm, I don't care. It's Seeing famous people out in the wild is kind of strange because you do kind of feel like you know them because you've seen them on TV. I went to SNL, you know, it's a brag. My friend was on it <laughs> and uh, Jonah Hill was like at the turnstile to get in at the same time as me. And I was like reaching out to hug him. And then I was like, wait, I don't fucking know this. Oh my man. God. Yes. <laughs> I was oh like, oh my, my God, God. I'm, <laughs> Jonah. And I was like, uh, you don't, <laughs> don't do that. That's so funny. I feel like celebrities must just do that with each other though. Like, like at a certain point, like really extremely famous people, they're just like, I, hi, Jennifer Aniston. I'm <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Obviously they just like hug, you know, <laughs> obviously I'm Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> so like, whatever. Did Jonah hug back? Because no, I've no, heard I like stories about I didn't actually hug him. I just like felt Got my it. arms reaching like up. And then I was like, do, 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 you know, <laughs> when are we going to get in? <laughs> well, let's let's take let's take a quick break and we will uh, be back and we'll really del- we'll delve deep into this. Uh, whatever. All right. Do you want to make your 
mom smile. Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. My favorite is when Lauren tosses to a break and she's like, we'll come back and like, shit will happen. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, oh, so yeah, oh let's do it. So Lord of the Rings, uh, this animated one was directed by Ralph Baxky. The screenplay was by Peter S. Beagle and Chris Conkling. And it was released November 15th, 1978. Yeah. So do you, I mean, Nicole, uh, what are your thoughts about these animated versions compared to the like real life ones. I liked the animated one better. I didn't hate it. Um, Aragorn was like a person of color. (laughs) I was like, I know it was interesting. I was happy about that. The fighting was interesting because it felt like real people. And I feel like they animated over it, which was like an interesting choice. The style of this is so wild. Like, the beginning is fully people in like shadow yes. theater or something. Scary. That was weird. Oh my God. And then the part where those, the red eye things come out, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> 
They, so I did research. I really didn't want to let you guys down today. Like I truly was like, I'm coming prepared. And it was the first time that this director used rotoscope and animation. So they did film so them with was. people oh. and, then cu- and then animated over it. Cause it looked, it's really not a kid's movie. It's like no. a scary adult acid trip from hell. It's yes. so yes. awful. It's like an art film. Yes, exactly. It was very odd. And then when I was watching it, I texted Nicole and I was like, it feels like something you rent from the library. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just super like weird. Like somehow you're just like, I'm watching this now. Like, I don't know. Like it was the only thing available. Like there is that <laughs> feeling as like as a kid that you would end up just being like, this is what's on or whatever. Yeah. Like your mom is going grocery shopping and she's like, go to the library. It's next door. <laughs> and you're like, I guess I'll watch this on the microfiche. I don't know if you watch things oh, on microfiches. Microfiche. <laughs> How dare you say that to me right now? My eyes. I have astigmatism because of that. Like really? literally my eyeballs used to fall. I mean, I think because you'd have to like go like an old, like in the movie Zodiac, like to find articles about the killer. <laughs> you'd have to go to the library uh-huh. and like put these cartridges in and it was blinding. And now kids have no clue anymore. I know I sound old. I am. They just Google something. No. Do you think they have to learn the Dewey Decimal System? Um, no, (laughs) I don't think they do. And honestly, I don't think I know the Dewey Decimal (gasps) System. Wait, what is you do? You had to learn it, I'm sure, because it's like, you know it. Come on, Dewey. Dewey. Um, No, it was like when you would like how like everything was organized, the library. So you just would know that like you have to look it up a certain way. And then they had like the card system. But then as Mm -hmm. when I was in school, they were like evolving out of the card system into the computer. Mm -hmm. I know what the Dewey decimal system is. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Nicole. This is, I'm having, I'm learning so much about the two of you. I thought I knew you guys. And I feel like this is like, everything is changing today for me. Okay, go on. Well, it's just so nice. Lauren believes in me. She's like, you do know this. And then I'll look it up and I'm like, I do know it. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for believing in me. It just feels like you had to know. Um, But okay, Michelle, was this version true to the things that you love and expect from the characters and the story of the fellowship? Like, did you get what you needed? (laughs) Um, so when it started and I started watching it, I texted my friend who loves old animation and I was like, I have to watch this for a podcast. And he said, don't do it. He said, don't (laughs) it's it's, the animation at the beginning looks like an old 15th century Dutch painting. Yep. The beginning is so scary. And I was like, am I watching the right thing? Like I was truly scared by like, there's people like being like, like they're dressed like with little shadow costumes Mm -hmm. and they're like walking around, like doing weird, creepy stuff. And it felt like, (laughs) have you ever seen don't look now? No, what's that? No. It's a horror movie, quote unquote. It's a scary movie. It's a suspenseful movie. Um, th- I say horror movie because my whole life, my mom would tell me she saw this movie w- with my dad. They went on a date and then the scary part happens and she stood up and went. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, then I watched it when I was in high school and I was like waiting for this terrifying moment. And the thing that happens is so it's just like a little weird. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like that scary. Like this person turns around and you think it's someone else and it's like someone creepy. And you're like, Oh, it's like, it's that my mom, my mom stood up and went, ah, but it kind of reminds me of this vibe. There's like a cloaked figure in that movie who's running around. And mm-hmm. in this movie, yes. it starts with these like people in cloaks and they're like moving through like this red and black sort of shadow, like play. Yeah, weird it's thing. like a weird modern dance kind of deal yeah. uh, where people are just like moving to the groove of no music. And, I understood now that there was rings made and then one person made an extra ring for Sauron or Sue. That does feel like it was not explained a lot in the other movies. Yes, it was much clearer that an extra ring was made and Michelle looks confused. 
Well, I was upset. I was upset because one of my favorite parts of the of the of the movie movie with Peter Jackson was when the guy's finger got cut off with the ring on it and turned to dust that huge mm. sausage finger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that I was thinking that finger and I was upset. We didn't get to see the finger like no. it just wasn't yeah. the same. But did you guys notice, though, because I mean, you've just watched these movies again. There were so many scenes in the animated film, especially at the beginning, that copied or meaning the the film copied yes. the animation yes. identical. Yes, it seemed like it was exactly the same. Yeah. Like actually. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. And then I thought so that must be a fact about this that like that was It is. So I think Peter Jackson loved this mm. for whatever reason and so he like the scene where the ring wraiths are looking and they're hiding under the tree stump. Yeah, and they're, like shaking. That's like identical in the movie. And that's because he loved this crazy acid trip nightmare. Big footed. Did you find the hobbits so ugly? I thought they were so ugly. They were pretty tough to look at. Yeah, they're much better looking in the real one. Yeah. Yeah. And I really didn't like their feet. Every time I saw those feet, I said, "Mm, no, thank you. There were some parts where they where Frodo was like dancing on like the bar or something. Mm-hmm. He was like, hello, And it was like, just this really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's been worth it to watch it, to see Lauren. React. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that was truly Come a on. treat to see. <laughs> but some of it, sometimes I had moments where I was like, I don't know like what my emotional state is right now in quarantine, but I was like, it's so nice that people know how to animate. Like I was like feeling like happy for the people who made it. And there are parts that looked really good. Like I thought, I wonder, did animate, do animators like learn how to draw a horse running like first? Because like, that's such a good, that was like really good in this. Like the horses mm-hmm. like running were so clear and crisp. Meanwhile, some of the people weren't as good. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like they learned how to draw horses first. And it reminded me of a lot of Disney movies, how there's always a horse galloping towards a castle and it's like intense. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Do you remember different strokes when they met the child molester who yeah. like had them come over and they watched a cartoon in his house? Yeah. Was no. it this? That's what this. <laughs> that's what. No. <laughs> That no, is that's a what this reminded me of wild memory. I know cannot raise my TV. We reenacted it. <laughs> oh my god! I just remember. I felt like because that I was so scared as a kid watching that of being like, you know, like oh my god, a child molester. That was like the scariest. Like yes. that was our Sauron or whatever. So I remember watching that different strokes and being like, oh my god, they tricked him. They have cartoons. Like I was so affected by that episode because I was like, this is so fucking horrible. This is my horror movie. And then I watching mean, whenever I see creepy cartoons, I always think of that episode of different strokes. And this that's so that gross that you're going to sit there and watch one of these dumb animated movies for a kid. Not worth it. Go to a bar and get <laughs> someone your own age. Well, yeah, there's a lot of things wrong with it, but <laughs> take it up with. I didn't I didn't write. I wasn't in it and I didn't write it. <laughs> I no, just it's sick. It. It's sick. It's though. Those, and those things really stay with you. And I feel like I feel like Oprah did that to me, too, though. I would watch Oprah all the time. And then I learned about like really horrible things. And then I'd be like, oh, no, that's a possibility. Like I like things you just didn't know as a kid. And mm-hmm. then yeah. you get informed of like what to be afraid of. Even like the whole thing of like never go to the second location when someone's like attacked you and put you in the car and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so at some point I will get put in a car. <laughs> like there's just this feeling, you know, when you watch something like that, that it's going to happen, but it's a good tip. Yeah. Good yeah, tip. I just thought, I thought it was absolutely necessary. I bring it up. And so I'm glad I did. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm glad to know that this episode of television was written, shot, 
Many people saw it. It was edited <laughs> and it went out into the world. It did. What about the Punky Brewster episode where she where someone hides in the fridge? Jerry. Wait. Yes. Excuse Jerry. me? Yeah. What? Famous. Is it I think her name was Sherry. Her best friend went and got locked in a refrigerator in a in their backyard. Scarring. Oh no. It was just an old fridge outside and then they didn't it didn't open back up. Did she pass? No, but yeah. it was a good lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. The Did next episode pass? was uh, the funeral. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Yeah, she did die. I think we should walk through the plot of this and talk okay. about Um, So this is the plot. Okay. Early in the second age of Middle Earth, Elvin Smiths forged nine rings of power for mortal men, seven for the dwarf lords and three for the elf kings. Soon after, the Dark Lord Sauron makes the One Ring and uses it to attempt to conquer Middle-earth. After defeating Sauron, Prince Isildur takes the ring, but after he is killed by orcs, the ring lies at the bottom of the river Anduin for over 2,500 years. Over time, Sauron captures the Nine Rings and transforms their owners into the Ring Wraiths. The One Ring is discovered by Diegol, whose kinsman Smeagol, oh, Deagol, Deagol, whose kinsman Smeagol kills him and takes the ring for himself. The ring twists his body and mind, and he becomes the creature Gollum, who takes it with him into the Misty Mountains. Hundreds of years later, Bilbo Baggins finds the ring in Gollum's cave and brings it back with him to the Shire. By the way, we got to see Gollum again in yes. another form. Yes, and he, I don't like him as much as I liked him in The Hobbit. I also, agree. did this didn't happen in the first movie. Right? No, I don't. It happened later? I, well, I'll mix it all up, I'm sure. It's very, it's difficult to remember. So decades later, Cartoon Gollum is an LOL. Go on, Nicole, I'm sorry. Wait, did you, did you like this Cartoon Gollum? Let me say this. <laughs> I, watching it, was like, I was texting my friend and I was like, Gollum is such a hilarious gay guy in this. Like, he's so... <laughs> Fun. He's so like needy and like upset and just like he's like a hangry <laughs> gay best friend. He's just always like he's like Ugh, I just I want the ring. Like he's, mm-hmm. like, he's upset. Yeah. He's always like writhing on the ground. He's so slim. <laughs> I know he was him. He so made me laugh. Slim. I yeah. liked the one in the animated Hobbit more, yes. and that's so he far as my cute. top Gollum. If I have to rank them all. Um, yeah. but this oh, one I, I thought was sort of like an Aquaman sort of looking creature. Like he seemed yeah. like half fish, half taller, more fish like. I don't like him. I put him in the same category as live action Gollum. Never want to see them again. Yeah, live really? action Gollum is disgusting. Wow. Oh, wait, do you like him? <laughs> I l- love live action Gollum. What? His stupid bald spots. He Ugh, really made me he, laugh. Okay, but my thing is like, <laughs> Girl, you barely have hair. Why are you keeping them wispy whips? Just shave it off or put it in a scrunchie and like have fun. (laughs) What is he has a Venus razor in the cave that he lives in? The guy, it grows like that. I don't know. Rip them (laughs) out. You're like in a cave by yourself. I don't sharpen a rock. Cut it off with a sharp rock. He could rip it out with his hands like the little rat that he is. (laughs) He really makes me laugh. His big, beautiful eyes. He's I, he just cracks me up. Gollum always makes me laugh. Sorry. You got to see the Gollum in the Hobbit animated movie. You're going to love him. I have to look him up right now. Okay, If you had to have sex with um, Gollum or who Ooh. else is gross? Hold on. Um, I know. Or I'm an saying, orc. Obviously. Or an orc. 
Ooh, in the live depends action. Depends what kind of orc. Are we talking about the the hot big orcs? Because there's a name, the Nadri. I think they're called. Yes, I think that's what they're. If called. If I got that right, then I really am. A, I'm a mistake. I feel like you're so attracted to them that you're like <laughs> making it so clear what you want me to say. Like, which type of orc is it? The really hot big ones named the Nordri, or is it? <laughs> Wait, because there is. What are the names? I have to find it. Nicole, go first. I'll look this up. Go on. I think I would fuck an orc because they look big and strong and they could blow my back out. I don't think Gollum <laughs> would be giving. I don't think Gollum would work hard. I think we'd be fucking and he'd be like, my ring. And it's like, can you concentrate on my pussy, please? Yeah. So that's what I think would happen. Well, click this link I just sent you in the chat because you have to see these types of orcs and then you can narrow down which one you're into. Oh, okay. here's the name of them. The Uruk-hais. That's who Ooh. I want to. That's who I want to fuck. Ugh. The Uruk-hais. No, but can I say something funny? What I realized about Gollum yesterday, Gollum is literally the bachelorette. <laughs> like he's got so, he got so thin for the part and he just wants that ring. He's just mm-hmm, like, I gotta have mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so, okay. Decades later, during Biblo's birthday celebration, the wizard Gandhi tells him to leave the ring for his nephew Frodo. Biblo reluctantly agrees and departs for Riverdale. 17 years pass during which Gandhi learns that the evil forces have discovered the ring in the possession of a Baggins. Gandhi meets with Frodo and explains the ring's history and the dangers it possesses. Frodo leaves his home, taking the ring with him. He's accompanied by three hobbits. His cousins, I didn't know they were cousins, Pippin, Mary, and his gardener, Sam. I didn't know there was his gardener. After <gasps> a narrow gardener. escape from the ring rafts, uh, the hobbits eventually come to Bree, from which Aragon leads them to Riverdale. Frodo is stabbed atop a weather is stabbed atop Weather Top Mountain by the chief of the Ring Rats and becomes sickened as the journey progresses. The Ring Rats catch up with them shortly, and then they meet the elf Legoland. And then there's a standoff at the Ford of Riverdale, and the Ring Rats are swept away by the river. Uh, at Rivendell, Frodo is healed by Elrond. He meets Gandalf again after the latter escapes the corrupt wizard Saruman, who plans to ally ally with Sauron, but also wants the ring for himself. Frodo volunteers to go to Mordor, where the ring can be destroyed. Therefore, thereafter, Frodo sets off from Rivendell with eight companions. Gandalf, Aragorn, Boromir, Legolas, Gimli, Pippin, Merry, and Sam. Their attempt to cross the Misty Mountains is foiled by heavy snow, and they're forced into Moria, where they're attacked by orcs, and Gandhi falls into the abyss while battling a Balrog. And the remaining fellowship <sighs> continues through the elf haven Lorthirion, where they meet the elf queen Gladrill. Boromir tries to steal the ring from Frodo, and Frodo decides to continue his quest alone, but Sam insists on accompanying him. Boromir is killed by orcs while defending Merry and Pippin. Merry and Pippin are captured by orcs who intend to take them to Isluggard through the land of Rohan. Uh, the captured hobbits escape and flee into Fangorn Forest, where they meet Treebeard, Aragorn, Gimli, Gimli, Gimli Legoland, <laughs> track Merry and Pippin into the Legoland. forest, where they're reunited <laughs> with Gandhi, who is reborn after destroying the Balrog. The five then ride to Rohan's capital, Edoras, where Gandalf pursues King Thadon that his people are in danger. Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas then travel to the Helm's Deep. Frodo and Sam discover Gollum stalking them in an attempt to reclaim the ring and capture him, but spare his life in return for guidance to Mount Doom. Gollum eventually begins plotting against them and wonders if she might help. 
At Helm's Deep, Theoden's forces resist the orc sent by Saruman until Gandalf arrives with the absent riders of Rohan, destroying the orc army. Okay, the freaking end. The end. I wow, you really pass over that. That was like Haggadah style, like powering <laughs> through it. Go on. We, it's because we basically read that exact same plot line yes. seven times now that we've watched so yes. many things. We've watched this, but. several, two iterations of this. Yeah. Gotta say... They got everything that the live action film has, but it's also shorter. So I appreciated that. I don't know yes. why Peter Jackson said these movies need to be as long as a day. They're so long. Uh, everything is too long. I really mean that. Everything. I won't see a Marvel film. I won't. I won't do, go anywhere. When I saw that this was over two hours, I was fuming. And one of the notes, <laughs> I, I took a bunch of notes just to prove that oh. I really did work for this. Wow. <laughs> and I got nervous that you guys were going to come in with facts. Um, oh, you're a good no. person. <laughs> Thank you. Some of the notes that I wrote are that the cartoons are bad actors. That was one of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. The horse was drawn so well. And then like the guy was like, like he had like no expressions. Um, I have another note here saying that um, this is the worst night of the pandemic for me. That was earlier on. Then it got better. <laughs> then I have one more note that just said that Frodo, I think it's important to note, he looked like the old Judge Judy. Like he had a big hair, like a, wow, a lovely yes. Jewish lady's hairstyle. Okay, I see that. That's what I can I see that. I feel like the craziest thing is just thinking about if we do another season. People have been saying Marvel and I'm really nervous about Marvel. And I feel like we need something. We need something, something that we fun. are excited to watch, even if we don't know what it is or know what's going on. I, I need suggestions that are like a little bit more our speed. Well, you suggested Tyler Perry and I'm fully into that. We could watch. He has so many TV shows. There's a lot of material. Yes. And you would become friends with him. Ooh, let's let's try to get Tyler Perry on the podcast. That would be. You have to. Well, he owns an island. He is. (laughs) I I love Tyler Perry so much. I feel like he would love the two of you so much. Like you need to. I would love friends with him. Look, I'm into it. I think we should do that and we should be in his next movie. Oh, my God. I want him to name a studio after you guys in Atlanta. (laughs) Yes. My God. Instead of is it just called Tyler Perry Studios or is it called Perryland? I think it's yeah I, I wish it, oh my god he should have an amusement he, park yes he should oh my god that'd be so good were you by like Medea Moomoo's I would be so happy to go there I would <laughs> so I much. would go and I would wear a Moomoo oh my god so would I that'd be the funniest thing ever um okay wait this movie that we watched the film was nominated for both the Hugo and Saturn Awards for best dramatic presentation and best fantasy film respectively and Leonard Roseman's score was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Original Motion Picture Score. Interesting. Best Original. Wow. It's like animated movie could be in that? I guess. Well, back in the day, back the Golden then. Globes probably had no rules. They were like, I don't know, anything that was made. Yeah, they were like, there's eight things. <laughs> um, okay, Bakshi won a Golden Griffin Award for the film at the Giffoni Film Festival. Sure. Okay. Not the Giffo- Get- he got a Giffoni? <laughs> sure, <jealous>. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's an EGOT. I wonder if there's another strange, like the Ermes. EGOT. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an EGOT, but every but the letters all stand for different things. It's like, <laughs> you got the Egor Award, the Giffoni, you got a Griffin. Oh. Uh, so the reception is, uh, critics were generally mixed in the response to the film, but generally considered it to be a flawed but inspired interpretation. 
And Rotten Tomatoes gives the film a score of 52% based on reviews from 42 critics with the consensus, Ralph Bakshi's valiant attempt at rendering Tolkien's magnum opus in rotoscope never lives up to the grandeur of its source material with a compressed running time that flattens the sweeping story and experimental animation that is more bizarre than magical. That makes me think- They wanted it longer? That's why Tolkien saw that review and he goes, all right. I'll do that. I mean, not Tolkien. Um, uh, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Peter he goes, Jackson. I'll just make it really long and just do mm-hmm. the same thing. They liked it. It just was too short. And then people did like it. They were like, yes, give us that long ass film. <laughs> so many of them. There's Wait, so I many. Heard a rumor. Wow. I heard a rumor. I have Ooh. to say it. I Ooh. told my producer at SiriusXM, a guy named Connor, lovely guy, that I was doing this podcast today and he's seen it. He said that Mick Jagger, and if I'm stealing someone's thunder from saying this, stop me and I'll stop. Okay. But that Mick Jagger, I guess, tried to get Bakshi to make him Frodo. I think he wanted to be the voice of Frodo. And the director was like, absolutely not. Why would you not take that opportunity? Right? Seems like a very missed opportunity. That's that's ridiculous. And our producer says it's true. It wouldn't it have been a better movie instead of whoever. And John Hurt was was the voice. Of, I did um, see that. Who is a Gandalf, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was amazing. But but how funny if Mick Jagger would have been Frodo. I mean, that would have changed the whole film for me. Yeah. John Hurt was Aragorn in this. Yes. Aragorn, and William Squire was Gandhi. Aragorn was hot in this, too, by the way. His Wait, legs. this is. Yes. In, wait, I'm so shocked by this. I truly thought this would be like a video release, but. Despite criticism, the film was a success, grossing $30 million <laughs> at the box <laughs> office. The budget was $8 million. However, United Artists refused to fund a sequel, which would have completed Tolkien's story on film. I what? I wonder why. Why would you refuse to fund Yeah, it? if it made so much money against $8 million, that's, that's a profit. <laughs> United Artists, come on. <laughs> Is that why we didn't see them destroy the ring at the end? Because I was yeah, waiting for that. it did end kind of weirdly. Yeah. Interesting. There was no ring destroying. But I guess no. it was half the story. So Joseph <sighs> Gelm Miss of Newsday wrote that the film's principal award is a visual experience unlike anything that other animated features are doing at the moment. And Roger Ebert called Bakshi's effort a mixed blessing and an entirely respectable, occasionally impressive job, which still falls far, far short of the charm and sweep of the original story. Are they all talking about the books? Yeah. Yeah. People read the books and loved the book so much. This is really critical. (laughs) Did we talk about how Aragorn was a person of color? Did we mention that? You did. I did. Okay. It made me happy. And I just wanted to like reiterate why wasn't this followed in the live action? I know it is a really, well, actually these pictures. It's a good question. It's a good question. Cause really in, in the live action film, were there any people? I can't off the top no. of my head. I haven't seen it in such a long time. There weren't, right? No. 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 And I think terrible. maybe is there anyone in the later movies or no? I can't remember now. Or did we no. say we, there I'm never was? I'm pretty yeah. sure that it's all white people fighting uh, imaginary things that don't yeah. exist in this world. For sure. All the main roles. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think there was anyone else. Wow. No. Yeah. So Vincent Canaby of the New York Times called the film both numbing and impressive. (laughs) (laughs) These reviews are funny. (laughs) David Denby of New York Magazine felt that the film would not make sense to viewers who had not previously read the book. That's not Mm. true. Den, but I have seen all the movies, so I guess yes. that's part of it. Denby, Denby wrote that the film was too dark and lacked humor, concluding that the lurid, meaningless violence of this movie had left me exhausted and <laughs> sickened by the end. Ah! Drama. Wow. 
Uh, Michael Barrier, an animation historian, described The Lord of the Rings as one of two films that demonstrated that Bakshi was utterly lacking in artistic discipline that might have permitted him to outgrow his limitations. Wow. These people are savage. That's who Megan the Stallion was singing about. <laughs> she read this Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, ooh, savage. <laughs> um, let's give a li- little trivia here. Now, the future director, Tim Burton, worked as an animator on this film. Oh. He was not credited, but worked as an in-between artist. It was his first job on a film. Wow. That's cool. Okay. At one point in the film's development, studio executives thought that the names Saruman and Saron were too similar. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they are. And would confuse the audience. And yes, it did. And decided that Samaron would be renamed (laughs) Aruman. The decision was eventually reversed and some references to Aruman remain in the finished film. Wow. Mm, well, Bakshi's no film one noticed. sparked enough. I know. I was just saying it like I knew that name. Oh wow, these are a lot of <laughs> sparked trivia. enough interest in Tolkien's work to provoke not only the Rankin base. I would say base. Bass Return of the King, which we'll be covering soon. Don't worry, Nicole. But a complete <laughs> adaptation of the Lord of the Rings on BBC Radio for this broadcast. Michael Graham Cox and Peter Woodthorpe reprised their roles of Boromir and Gollum, respectively, appearing alongside Ian Holm, who would go on to appear in Peter Jackson's live-action trilogy. Oh, oh well, Peter Jackson first encountered Lord of the Rings via Bakshi's film and some of the shots in his live action trilogy appeared to be influenced by it by far the biggest lift from the scene of the Nazgul appearing in the Hobbit's room at the Prancing Pony and slashing the beds to ribbons thinking the shapes under the sheets to be Hobbits but they're actually pillows this is almost identical to Bakshi's version which is significant as the scene is not depicted in the book oh interesting a passage does appear that states that the Hobbits beds wind up slashed during the night but the townsfolk of Bree are the perpetrators not the Nazgul I feel like it's weird to I take this as the source material if you're making the thing. Like, you should go back to the book. Maybe he your... never read the book. That would be fascinating. <laughs> that would be funny as shit. He's just like, oh, I don't need to do it. Is he Australian? I don't know. <laughs> Jackson? No I don't idea. know, but I like the hard choice. I thought he was British this whole time. I actually don't know. <laughs> I think he is. He's like, oh, we yeah, we'll stay at the bids. Yeah, he <laughs> where is the bids. He never read the book. I need to know this right now. <laughs> yeah, look that up. <laughs> I think he is Australian. I'm 100% sure. Oh, he's from New Zealand. He's New Zealand. He's New Zealand. I said he is New Zealand. <laughs> he's New, Ze- we he's got, a New we Zealander. We got totally like somebody tweeted us and they were like, how do you not know that New Zealand has an army? Like Americans don't know anything. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. We we are not informed on a lot of things about yeah. New Zealand specifically, I would say. Yeah. I would say that I learned nothing about New Zealand in school. People were tweeting that they were shocked that we didn't know Birmingham is one of the biggest places in England. And I was like, OK, I mean, yeah. OK, we, well. I, we we can't know everything. We yeah. try to. We're learning. OK, we're learning. We're not encyclopedias. We're people. Our public school system places no uh, here in America, no importance on geography. Yeah. Oh, no, not Michelle, because it's America first. America's number one. <laughs> America's the best. If you go to a foreign country, they need to learn English in anticipation of your arrival. Mm-hmm. It's true. That I do agree with, but I will say everything <laughs> else that I'm all for. But no. So my mom used to like teach me capitals because in school it was just never, it was such a blind spot. Yeah. Anyways, I, I just wanted to brag that I know no, some capitals, but I'm I did impressed. not know that Birmingham was such a big city. Uh, I, I know the city, but I didn't know it was one of the biggest in England. Don't you just I, I don't know. And I feel like with geography, I'm always like, I need to just sit down and memorize where the states are because it's not yeah. that hard. But like, if you have to draw on a map with no lines, it's very, it's very hard. Yeah. Forget it. 
Yeah. No, forget it. But that's because we really weren't, it wasn't a focus at all. Yeah. Like, it's so wild. Like, I feel like they should tell you, like, get a passport, travel the world, go see other countries. It'll, it, I promise you'll be interesting. But then yeah. there's some people who've never left <laughs> Idaho. <laughs> I know. It's all very intense. We can't mm-hmm, control mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Well, where were we on this? So during the Battle, the Battle of, of Helm's yeah. Deep, a song with non-English lyrics is heard on the soundtrack. The words Isengard and Mordor can be clearly discerned. However, it is not in Kenya. Is that how you say that? Q-U-E-N-Y-A? Mm-hmm. Nor Sindarin, nor even in the Black speech. For the song, composer Leonard Rosenman had his choir sing nonsense lyrics to get the desired effect according to the liner notes of the cd soundtrack part of the lyrics are also also include the composer's name backwards weird seven years <laughs> later leonard roseman recycled portions of the lord of the Rings soundtrack when he also scored the soundtrack of star trek for the voyage home in fact star trek oh. 4's title theme music is the same music as lord of the rings final battle fanfare note for note you can do that this is that's wild well, this is actually funny because Kevin Porter made like a compilation of um, uh, Aaron Sorkin reusing his own lines of dialogue in different productions, <laughs> like shows that he's made. He does this like um, Kevin has put them on YouTube and there's also one on his a new one on his Instagram. But there he will literally just have the same lines on all the different shows, like full monologues that he just recycles. Wow, it's very that's interesting. Nuts. And then I was like, I guess you could just do that if you made it up. Like yeah. now this guy's saying it. Guess so. I don't know. Um, But I thought Kevin has like a beautiful mind because I'm like, how are you piecing this together? It's very (laughs) cool. Um, Bakshi wanted a soundtrack that would have featured rock music from bands like Led Zeppelin, who were known to be fans. Several of their songs reference imagery and characters from the books. However, the film's producer, Saul Zaints, wouldn't have been able to release the band's music on his own label. So he went with an orchestral score by composer Leonard (gasps) Roseman. Oh, Saul Zaints. He Zaints Mm -hmm, having mm -hmm, it. He Zaints mm -hmm. having it. Uh, to provide a sense of realism for the film's battle scenes, Bakshi used live action footage of uh, actors, costume as orcs, Nazgul, and human characters, and then rotoscoped it. Michelle knew this to fit the animation. Thank you. Rotoscoping was a painstaking process that required animators to trace over live action footage frame by frame. Damn. Have you seen Waking Life? They do that in that movie. No. But, yes, um, I love that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that since I was like in college, but it was really good. Richard Linklater. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, he did that movie about that boy growing up where nothing happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what a cool yeah. idea. It was cool. But yeah. every time something like they would get in a car, I'm like, oh, someone's going to die. And then nobody yeah. died. Nothing happened. I just have to that read this quote. That was upsetting. Sorry. <laughs> Bakshi, when he turned down Mick Jagger, he said, I told him I would have easily used him, but... I was already recorded and everything. He'd be a pretty good Frodo, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mick. That's great. to hear that. I'll be honest. That's yeah, great. That's really funny. He would and be a good Frodo. He would be great. I think. And then the film ends abruptly at the Battle of Helm's Deep, combining most of the Fellowship of the Ring with some of the Two Towers. Bakshi intended ah. to release a sequel to complete the rest of the story, but before the film came out, United Artists pulled the rug out from under him. For now. But it was before wow. the film came out, so they didn't know it was going to be a huge success. See, that's not cool. Interesting. That makes sense, because literally, can you imagine if you just saw this film as a kid and you were just excited? It's like, part one comes out, and then you never get part two. Well, what the fuck <laughs> happened to the ring? What right. the fuck happened to the ring? It just ends? You're just like, that's where the story ends. Also, I have to say, one of my favorite parts mm. was, I think it was Aragorn and Lego Legoland. They were running, and the expression on Legoland's face was so fucking funny. 
I'll have to find it and send it to you, Lauren, because it yeah. truly made me laugh. I want to see it. The look on Legolas was uh, disturbing to me. He was very yeah. like blonde, blue eyed, but very cat like. There was something very off with the face. I didn't like yeah. it. At he like all. wasn't okay. <laughs> no, and the woman, the one woman in it also had that face. Like it was like that sort of they didn't know how to make people look delicate in it. You know, even Wait, the there kids. was a woman in it. Oh yeah, glad yes. glad you're blur. Yes. Yeah. Glad your blur was in it. She was great. <laughs> we loved her work in it. Well, we've come to the end of our road here with yes. this movie. And that's it. Well, Michelle, do you have anything you want to plug? Obviously, everyone should listen to Midnight um, Snack and your show on Sirius XM, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Um, uh, Midnight Snack is so much fun. Both of you have been guests on it. Yeah. So you should start with those apps um, and uh, Sirius XM in the morning, 109. What do I have? Nothing to promote. I wish I did. I mean, just follow me on Instagram if you want, at Mishcall. I've been very lazy on Instagram lately. I can't work up the energy anymore. Like only in the past week. It's hard to post on Instagram during this time when nothing is happening. Not doing a single thing. (laughs) You got it. I'm just. Well, when you go to London, you should post a lot because I want to see beautiful things in London. Show us what's going on out of the country. I will. Although, you know, I'm going to be very careful because I do take the virus seriously. So it's going to be I mean, I'm literally going to like stay in and then you know, walk around with a mask on and look at pale people. I'm excited for <laughs> I'm it. I'm here for it. I'd like pictures of that. I'll, I'll send fun. you guys pics. Thank you okay. for having me. This is really fun. Adore you both, as you know. Michelle, thank you for doing it. You are the best. Thanks. It was so fun having you. I'm so glad you watched this movie for us. And <laughs> Same. <laughs> can you, can you and we're like sorry. truly torture? Lauren, what do you want to promote? <laughs> uh, what do I want to plug? Um, I feel like I should plug something different. Um, I, I, what is going on? I'm trying to think of anything that I've been in, but I guess watch the wrong Missy if you haven't watched it yet on Netflix. And, um, you know what a fun show was that I enjoyed doing and it's all on HBO is animals. That was a very fun show Ooh, to do. It's yes. an animated show and, um, lots of improv in there. And I feel like it was a little bit not seen as much as it should have been seen. So check that mm. show out if you haven't seen it. Something to binge. Yeah. Watch animals, watch nailed it on Netflix. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, I have other podcasts. They're on the link in my Instagram at Nicole Byer. Just look at that shit. Oh, yeah. And I'm actually doing a live show on um, November 2nd online that you can watch uh, with Paul F. Tompkins. We do it every month. So that's in my Ooh, bio on Instagram, fun. too. And it's only five dollars. That's fun. It's very I fun. Pre-election night comedy. Will I know <laughs> we, we do it the first Monday of the month. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the night before we find out what's going to happen. I mean, it's so crazy. The it's people just, are going to need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need that release. That, that release attention, you know. Well, we got a review in our Battle of the Five Stars segment. Um, it's called Love It by Flyer Viking Raptor Blue Jay. Wow. Just all the words. I found my new favorite podcast. Lauren and Nicole make me laugh deep and genuine. Thank you for existing in the same world as me and visiting the imaginary ones I love. Oh, thanks, Flyer Viking Raptor Blue Jay. That was very nice. Well, we'll be back next week with even more animated goodness, if you can believe it. I better get to work right now so I can just get Truly. ahead of the game. <laughs> just have <laughs> it done. Take Ten some minutes notes, a day. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Michelle. Everyone go follow her and watch her stuff and listen to her stuff and enjoy it. And um, we'll see you next time yeah. on Newcomers. Bye-bye.
was a HeadGum Original.